All right, here we are, week two of uh, training camp. The Dolphins are, uh, you know, you know, John, it's 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 funny because I think you get it both ways. Both if you're a player and if you're kind of around the team and you're trying to watch them and see what's going on in practice, that you know, that you, you look at it. And I think, I think on on Wednesday of this week, I think they've gone through maybe seven practices. Does that sound right? right? That About sounds seven right. Practices. Yeah. Damn, it seems like they've been here for a freaking month. I can't bad. What day is you, it? You know, I know. Uh, yeah. wait, is it Groundhog Day again? I, I know. And it's it only just, the first, you know, getting into the second yeah, week. Yeah, it's funny because it I was up, I was up in the up in the you know up in the area where the media sits and you know just talking to some of the guys up there and and um, you know they're going oh geez you know so and so's not looking at well well look it's only seven days in right you know so I'm 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 thinking well you know it's, it's still pretty early and they're kind of talking like ah. Damn, they've been here long enough. You know, and I'm like, what the heck? We you haven't know, played a preseason game we, yet. Not even that. I haven't even got to the first scrimmage. Right. Right? They got scrimmaged this week. We had a couple on, goal line uh, yeah. periods, which was good. Yeah, yeah the defense looked good. And but look, they, they've been in pads, and they've kind of been knocking hitting, around a little yeah. bit. But um, but still, I think it's 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 too soon on, on a lot of guys out there. But but the one thing you see, John, out there, by the way, John Kajemi, Kim Camper here with the Audible, um, I think I just get excited because now that uh, you know we're out there and there's stuff to talk about. Oh yeah, you, you can talk about it. And, and really, the big news last week was uh, you know the Dolphins come out uh, early on and, and they uh, you know they they relieve Pat Flaherty of, of his duties uh, and bring in Dave uh, DiGuglielmo. DiGuglielmo. That's the only time I'm gonna say his name. He's gonna be Googs from here on out. As far oh, as I'm concerned. Oh, thank you, Kim, because I had to do that. I ain't gonna mess last week, and Look, I. Our, Phonetically, our, our guy Jeff Jason, Griffin, our guy Jeff Griffin went, went to school with him, and he can't even pronounce his last well, name. Well, I asked Jeff. So, I, I asked Jeff. He goes, "It's Gooch." <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, Gooch, whatever. You ain't, you ain't going by that that whole name. But uh, so it's, it's funny because I remember talking to Gooch when when he came here because I I got to know him when he was when he was with the Dolphins before. Yeah. He'd been here a couple times. Uh, and, and then I know every time we'd go up to New England when we was up there, it seems like I'd run across and we would talk a little bit. So I've got a pretty good relationship with him. And, and I remember talking to him when he came here. I said, call, you know, he texted me. He said, hey, he just got signed with the Dolphins, you know, looking forward and we'd get together and whatever. And I said, yeah, good for you. And, and he says, yeah, I'm a, I said, what are you going to do? He says, yeah, I'm going to be kind of quality control. He says, he goes, well, I really miss coaching the offensive line, but it's given me an opportunity to Give, do some different yeah. things. Mm-hmm. And um but I, but I think you know it's, it's, that's a, that's a hard that's that's one thing we're never going to know what what went on there, but I think I think part of it has to be the fact that I think Coach Flo has a relationship with with Googs from New England. Uh, they're they're kind of you know I think they're on the same page, and, and maybe there's just a comfort level there. I, I don't know, uh, but anyway, they've made the change, and it didn't take long for Googs. To just take that offensive line, reroute it, and, and just yeah, kind of reshuffle yeah. it. You know, Michael Dieter uh, gets in day one uh, on the offensive line in the right guard position. They put the kid uh, uh, with that Will Will Holden there. When I saw him going, wow, well, where'd that? Where'd he come up from? So he's but he was in there for a day. I don't think it worked out. Uh, and, and then they're, now they're 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 trying out there again. Uh, you got. Uh, Jesse Davis, Jesse Davis kicking on, outside. On, on the right side on the outside t- you tackle. On the, on the tackle position. And then the regular cast of characters left in there. Um and and I think I think Goog's just those guys and because he's been watching all the tapes and stuff and just figured those are the guys. And, and you know, one thing I was watching practice today, that's a tall offensive line. Big offensive line. You, you go line. when you put when you put Jesse Davis on one side 
and, and Laram and the other side, and you look, and they're all about the same. Yeah, there's some big dudes. You got that little dip when you get to the center or guard one guard. You get to the middle of the line of scrimmage, <laughs> and it kind of climbs. And, you know, that's the kind of the the rut. Well, there's no rut, and at, no. at least when it comes from there, at least when it comes from their height. Now, hopefully, there's no ruts when uh, when the when game starts. Yeah, hand in the dirt. Yeah. that's right. They're like six six, six five, six seven. Yeah, you know, there's the board, big man. dudes, and you know that that's the one thing you get. I think if you're going to make a change like this, and Coach Flores decided four days in yeah. that there needed to be a change uh, at offensive line coach, and, and Pat Flattery, first of all, is a quality coach, quality man. Something wasn't clicking, yeah. whether it's communication, whether it was communication in the meeting not being the same out on the field, whether it was personnel decisions, whether it was, um, well, it was uh, technique. technique. Well, yeah. you know, you, you, it probably wasn't one thing. It yeah. wasn't singular. It was probably a bunch of things. And that's probably the first very difficult decision. Yes. But making it so early gives you a chance to bring the personality that you're looking for in, an, in another coach that yeah. you have a relationship with and that you want the offensive line to build around. So, you know, all, all offseason you're getting taught one way and you have one new voice. Now it comes as a shock, but I'm sure it's going to be subtle. And I'm, I'm sure it's not going to be in terms of a, a whole different philosophy. I think it's more about plug and play. Yeah. You know, we watched the goal line uh, drills for two days and the defense was having their way with yeah. the offensive line. Now, I don't know if it's personnel guys in the wrong, you know, the wrong spots on the offensive line, but there was change yeah. after that at coach at yeah. positions. So you have to read into that a little bit of maybe there is something to, uh, you know, the philosophy of I like a guy there and it wasn't getting communicated yeah. and, and we weren't getting any better and it's four days in and I don't have time as a head coach to waste because this is a football yeah. team that needs to be at its best to win. Yeah. You know, they're not going to they're not going to win ugly yeah. unless the, unless and, it's a gift wrap. And look, we're <clears throat> we're probably never going to know what the ultimate reason was for, but but you know, from a from a my guy in coach Flores who's a first-time head coach, uh to me, you know, I, I like the fact that hey, he sees something that's not right and instead of just choking on it and saying, you know, I'll, you know, I made that decision, I'm going to live with it. You know, he, he makes the tough decision. Hey, look, this, it's not working the way I want it. I'm going to get this guy out. I'm going to get this guy in. And, you know, to me, that that's you, – you can look at it two different ways because I heard both of it, you know, when you when you said I was in here for the press what conference. What did Kiko say to you last year after the game? What's that? Cojones Grandes. No, Cojones Grandes. He, <laughs> he kind of had a little. I don't know if I don't know if Coach had his hands down there like Kiko did, but yeah, it took some. It took some. Uh, some no, big four days in, right? Yeah, move. four days in, and, and and knowing that in this me, in this media room after that press conference was over, you know, if you sit in there, you, you get you hear everything. All these guys throw their thoughts out there, yeah. right? All the writers and everything. And then there are a couple of things. One goes, well, you know, hey, at least he makes a decision and, and, and moves on and he's got his guy. The other thing was, and in, in, in the, the flip side was, well, he's the guy that hired him in the first place. Yeah. So that was his first mistake. Is this his second mistake? And I'm not saying, it's just the, the perception of, of, of making a move like that, which is really pretty rare in the National Football League, especially that early, can go a lot of different ways. The way I look at it is, Hey, look, I'm putting together a coaching staff for the first time in my career. Right. And, and I put it together the way I liked it. All of a sudden here after, you know, four four days four days in, four days in in NFL training camp life is probably like 
close to three weeks in 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 day to day life. Mm-hmm. So you've seen, you know, because you're you're watching every step of practice, everything. So you said, look, you know, really realizing that in his mind that he made a mistake or this wasn't the this isn't the guy I expected and isn't the right guy for what we're doing. I can either live with it or I can pull the trigger and make a move. And I think he made the decision that he felt mo- most comfortable with. Damn, damn what anyone says. Right. I'm making this move for the betterment of the team because in my heart, I know it's the right thing. He talked about how he he kind of grinded over this thing. Yeah, he thought it, it wasn't was a, a tough, it wasn't a tough, tough decision. Split second decision. It was a hard decision for him to make. <clears throat> I'm sure it was hard for him to sit up in that office and really go through the you know the the, the mechanics that you have to right to, to make that decision and make sure you're making the right decision and then to pull the trigger. To me, it says a lot about him and his character of, of look. I don't care what it's going to make me look like. I don't care what people are going to say about me. This is the right decision for this football team, and that's what I'm here for. Well, decisiveness. You know, you have to be decisive as a head coach, whether it's on third down, whether to punt, to go for it on fourth down, to be able to, you know, take the ball. We want it. We're going to score first. You know, all those decisions. Let's challenge this play. And it's the same thing with players. You got in in three three weeks, we're going to be sitting here going, you know, that was a decisive decision to get rid of whoever that is because somebody's going to – not be on this team that we're going to go. How how is he not here? Right. You know, or or why did we keep this guy? And there's going to be a method to, you know, what his thought process yeah. is. And and I think that if you do it early like this, and and it, even though it was your decision, you know, sometimes you you can go back and say, hey, you know what, I I made the right decision, but it just didn't work right. out. Well, you know, it just you, didn't work out the way I envisioned it working out. And I think that decision changes when Googs becomes available. Right. Yeah. I mean, because obviously they had a relationship from the time they worked together in New England and, and, he, and he brings Googs in in a situation and almost creates a position for him. So it kind of tells you what he thinks about him as a coach. So here you got one guy that mm, I got this guy that I know and I'm, you know, and I got this guy that, you know, I, I hired, but he's not really my guy. But I get so it's a, there's a lot of things that go into it. And um but hey, look, he made the move. You're seeing changes in the offensive line. We'll see how that works right. going forward with this offensive line as to whether those changes come out the way they want. I know, I know you, you know, you get the you you, you get Michael Dieter in there, the kid you picked, drafted, and kind of. I think I think I think as soon as I don't know about you, but as soon as he was drafted, I go, "There's your starting left guard mm-hmm. or right guard, whichever position. Wherever you want to be put one him. of those guards, no matter what." And then all of a sudden, you come after week one, and he's and he's not in the lineup. You go, "Whoa, what's going on here?" Um, and that may have something to do with you know the, the, the whole thing, but anyway, you're you're seeing the guys you want to see. Uh, this is going to be an important weekend. Uh, this scrimmage, this Saturday, whether it's a scrimmage or whatever, however you want, to, or whatever you want, yeah, to, the control, whatever you want to classify, practice, right? It, it's going to be a big day for those guys to try to solidify their spot on there and stay as a unit going forward. Well, that'll be because because what every coach in this team wants is to get that those five guys and have them ready as soon as possible so that they can work together as a unit as long as possible prior to opening kickoff. Other than quarterback, that's the position yep. you're looking at on the offense to where are the Dolphins going to go. They're going to go as far as the quarterback and that offensive line. You can put them in any order to, you know, the quarterback first or the offensive line yep. first because one is only going to be as good as the other. And I think right now the offensive line is in flux. You've got guys at different positions. I remember talking last week with Jesse Davis, asking him the question of, boy, doesn't it feel good to have one position and and be at offensive guard and be on the right side, not worrying about where you're going? And 
three days later, yep. he's out at right tackle. Yep. So, you know, and he, he liked that. Yep. You know, he said, I need to have flexibility. But on the other hand, I like knowing I'm lining up yep. and I can get better at my craft. Yeah. But now, now, now you got change, and that's what happens in the National Football League. Somebody goes down. If say, say Mills was starting, he went down. Jesse might kick out. Yeah, you know, and somebody else got to step up a guard. So he's getting that that opportunity yep. to see if he can handle it. Yeah, the other thing that's 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 always in, that's going to be interesting really throughout in this this whole process is is looking at the quarterback situation. You know, and, and during the same press conference, uh, you know, Flo talked a little bit of, talked about it, and she was asked a question. He says, "Well, right now, you know, Brian is he's clear cut, clear cut. He, he's the, he's the guy, and and, and I think." You know, you know what my feeling is on 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 the yeah, Rosen. Yeah. And I've been pretty consistent yeah. on whatever where I've been, wherever I've been asked the question. I've been pretty consistent on what I believe. You know, is the way to go. Right now, having been through through this for seven days, you know, to me, um, if 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 Josh Rosen wants to get the chance to see if he can be that guy, John, he's got to play better. He he's got to play better. He has to be he, more consistent. He's got to be more consistent. And, and 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 if I was to have one critique of him, you know what? Lift your head up, push your shoulders back, and act like a freaking NFL quarterback. Walk like a man. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it seems like every time I see him walking away, kind of got a slumped over shoulders, heads down. You know, and, and it, it sends up a, a bad man. You look at you look at uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick steps up to the line of scrimmage. He got no questions about it, and understand he, he you know he's had a, a couple month head start on on Josh Rosen, but you know that, that's neither here nor there in my mind at this point. You know you you got to go out, you got to respond. If you got to play, if you want to play quarterback in this league, yeah. you better walk and talk like a quarterback because if you don't, nobody on that team is going to respect you. You're exposed. You. You're exposed. You have to be the toughest guy on the team. You yep. have to be the leader of the team. You have to be the mouthpiece of the team. More importantly, you got to be the most productive guy on yep. the team. Because that position right now in the National Football League is driven. You, you drive points and you drive wins by the way the quarterback plays. I don't care how good your defense is, how good your kicking game is. If you can't play quarterback in the National Football League and you and you can't protect the football and you can't put points on the on the scoreboard, you are not going to win. And it's totally driven by how he how his decision making yep. and how he protects the football and and how calculated those risks are when he takes them. And you talk about a little bit about body language. I couldn't tell if Ryan. Fitzpatrick over the last couple of days threw a pick or threw an interception. No. It was the same way. Yep. Hey, I, I I tried to squeeze one in there. I yep. made a bad throw. Next time I got an opportunity, I'm gonna try it again. You know, if that was the right yeah. read and the right decision, yep. I'm gonna do it again. So I think that you have a young quarterback in Josh Rosen who's had a lot of success a couple of years ago and always has been the man, got humbled a little bit and got knocked around a lot last year yeah. on a bad Arizona team that is still grinding through the process of learning and trying to be accurate and trying to be timely. But there's a lot of things he's doing now that don't have to be taught yeah. and don't have to be learned. And you should already have those qualities yeah. as as a quarterback, as a leader. I don't know him because I haven't, I haven't really got yeah, a chance no, to sit no. down and talk with him. But uh, just from watching, he's had some better days yeah. uh, over the over the past three or four you know, than where he started or where he was at in OTAs. But I think consistency, he needs to start stacking those days yeah. together to close the gap, in my opinion, uh, against Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah. in terms of who's going to be the starting yeah. quarterback. Yeah, because I, I would agree completely with uh, Coach Flores that up, up to now, uh, there it, it's an easy call. It's an easy call. Is as, as much as you might want to get that young guy in, 
and see if he's got the goods when the lights come the whole on. Whole team knows it's and, not and, him and, right and, now. No, it's no, and, and, it's and, not. It's not. And, close. and he's not doing. In, in my mind, he's not doing anything. Doing anything to to grab the attention of that football team and have them look at him and go, "Wow, this guy, mm-hmm. this guy's got it." Well, you know you what? Know? I, I'll be on. I'll put on the other hat too. I had been the backup guy yeah. where all, everybody on the team's coming up to me going, I don't know why you're not playing, but right. we, we got your back. Yeah. And, and you don't want to make that out there because you don't want the team not to play for that guy yeah. they, like w- they would you. But I know how that, that other scenario goes too. He needs to be on that other, on that other scenario where they have just as much confidence yep. in his ability. And they may. I, I don't yeah, know. It's, they it's they might. Say, yeah. But I can tell you right now, when you watch the team – and you watch the huddle, and you watch the mannerisms. You know who the number one guy is. Right. I do yep. right away. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And, and you know, look, it, it's it's still early. Um, you know, another big test for for the, both of those guys is is going to come Saturday and Saturday scrimmage, and, and see who plays, and see who commands the huddle, and who commands the line of scrimmage, and looks like that guy. Because you know that perception of of how you handle that team is as important as as, as you know how you're throwing the football and, and what you're doing out there. So so we'll see how that goes. The other the other position, John, that that I think is really in flux right now, and it's funny because. I, I the the guy I feel like that so far has really taken that position and, and and made it his own is a tight end spot. You know, you look at Gasecki and and and, um, and Smythe and, and Durham Smythe, and you're expecting those guys to make a second year bump. They've worked hard all off season. You go out and you get a couple other guys out there that are veteran tight ends that have come in and uh, you're bringing them off. You get Dwayne them, Allen back Dwayne off Allen the pup list. back off the, off the pup list. So he was out there. He was out there not not going through practice but continuing his his rehab. you got Clive Walford out there, a guy that's that's been there, done it, UM guy. But you know what? The guy that sticks out to me every time I turn Nick around and plays is Nick O'Leary. <laughs> I look at Nick O'Leary. I go 83. I go every time you I see You know why? Because all time, he does is do his job. And, and makes his play. And if ball comes to him, he Catch catches it. it. Guy you know, in front of him, be blocks hooks him, him knocks it. him down, knocks him yep. back, engages. And, and here's a guy yeah. that that two months into the season or a month into the season last year didn't even have a goddamn job. I know. And now you've gone out and got two veterans. You got two, two rookies ro- second last year. year that are in their yeah. second year. And this guy's this guy in my mind is it, not even a question where he stacks up in that thing, which disappoints me a little bit with the two young guys yeah. with Gasecki. And, and Durham Smythe. I think Smythe is probably being a little more consistent than Mike is in Gusecki. And there's, you know, watching practice the other day on, on Thursday. Uh, you know, Mike had two opportunities in the end zone to come down with footballs. There were his balls, 50-50. Throw them up in it's the all air. We talk about. Let him go up and get it. You're bigger than the defensive back. You're athletic. Two times he goes up there. Two times he's got his hands on it. One time the defensive back knocks it down. The other time he leaves the ball on the ground for no for no apparent reason, just just a just a, a missed ball in the end zone, and he walks away with his body language like, oh, you know, you know, he's another guy's got to stick his head up, put his shoulders back, and and kind of be a tough guy out there. You know, you you watch George Gotze, who, t- who coaches the tight ends for the Miami Dolphins, and he's really good. I mean, he's yeah. he's he's very meticulous and, and you know little details and then you'll see the offensive coordinator Chad O'Shea walk over and yeah. work with the tight ends take Mike on the side work with him you know get yeah. on his get off you know press coverage how are you going to get away how are you going to use your hands how are you going to stack a guy yeah. how are you going to use your body and it just seems like the, 
the the younger guys are doing the drills fine, but they're not trans. It doesn't. It's not translating in, in, in when team. it goes to seven on yes. seven, or when it goes to team, or when it goes to two on two drills on the yeah. outside, or, or maybe even man to man one on ones uh, at the goal line opportunities. It's just not translating right now. Now it's it's early. Yeah. Now I'm not gonna, I'm not going to say that he hasn't gotten bigger, he hasn't gotten stronger, yeah. he hasn't done a lot of things to to get to the next level where he wants to be in terms of Kasiki or Smythe. But it's early. So I want to see, you know, we're talking about, hey, scrimmage is a big day with quarterbacks, big, big day, day for the offensive too. line. Let's see Let's see where yeah. the tight ends line up. Let's see what they're asked to do. Yeah. Let's see what, what situations in terms of scripting a, a goal line red zone yeah. throw to Kosicki or a or third and seven, you know, to, to Smythe or whoever it is, Wofford, you know. Where, yeah. Let's see how it's scripted out and how many opportunities those guys get. I think what we're going to see in, 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 in Gusecki's situation, I, I think what you're going to try to see is try to see him use him more like a, <clears throat> I don't want to, you know, like an Edelman, like a Wes Welker, like a, that, that whole where you where he's always in motion, always moving. And, and never never stagnant the line of scrimmage, having to beat somebody off the line of scrimmage, but more where he's moving, let him run the crossing routes, get him down there, run him down the seam, you know. And again, I, I kind of fall in the in the in the belief for him in particular that I could care less if he blocks. I could care mm-hmm. less if he's 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 never going to be a guy that's going to blow people off the line of scrimmage, get in the way when it's time for you to block, but. I want him to be a receiving tight end. Yeah. I want to see him be. I want him to be a guy that becomes vital in the passing game, and he certainly has the athletic ability. He has the speed, all those things to do it. Maybe a little bit of a long strider that, which I think hinders him a little bit from what he does. But he's got to show the ability to catch the ball in tough situations. And, and if they're going to move, and they're going to, going to t- let him run off of a moving situation where now you can go out and and do some things, you know, without without having to beat somebody right at the line of scrimmage. He's got to do it, and he's got to make plays. Well, you know what? You want to see the guy you saw at Penn State. Yeah. Because that guy was open. Yeah. He had space. Uh, When the ball was up in the air, he was climbing the ladder way above everybody else with strength and bringing the football down. Now the level of competition has gone up, you know, in a a big way last year. And now he went and tried to get his body uh, more acclimated to – be a, an effective yeah. tight end in the National Football League this year. So let's see, let's give him, let's see where we're at in a week from now, Bo. Yeah. And, and talking about getting into you know the first preseason game, what he's done at the scrimmage, what he did in the next couple of practices, and and now we'll be maybe yeah. we, we're a different evaluation. You flip over to the other side, and and, and you know and we're going to talk to Walt Aiken a little bit. We get a chance to talk to him, and you know Walt's. It's funny because Walt's been around for a while now. Yeah, remember he used to be the young you know, the young kid that you know just busted his I ass. I still and, feel like he's young because he's always. Well, he is young. He's always, you know, he, you know, he is young, but there's so his team he, is so young. Four now. or five years, he's old. <laughs> You're darn right. <laughs> so, but but you know, here's a guy that you know he, he can stand out out there and play and play that safe any safety position. You know, he's going to be your special teams guy. So we, we'll talk to him a little bit. But flipping over to that side of the football, uh, we're start. I think we're starting to see John a little bit scheme wise. Uh, of what we can expect, and more, and more so up where guys front, are more playing so up front. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I was watching practice, and you know, the, the kid uh, Van Ginkle has been lining up. Uh, he's lined up with the first team for little got flash. Some, got some first team reps out yeah. there for that outside linebacker, and, and I think what this team is looking at is, and I think they're going through the, you know, the different lineups, the different schemes up front, four man line, three man line. Multiple things at the line. You know, there's a couple of times where they they you know they didn't have three guys with their hands in the dirt. 
But you had maybe two guys with their hands in the dirt, maybe one guy with a hand, and other guys moving around. And, and and I think all of this, John, is to it is in, in a defensive mind. Is I think they're looking for different schemes, different ways. And, and to me, it's all about one thing: putting pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, how to you, create? You, you, how to create it? Because I mean, look, it's I'm not I'm not I'm not you know telling you anything that that anybody that doesn't pay attention to this team knows. There's not a lot of there's there's not a lot of pass rushing guys that with the credentials. Lining up a defensive end for you, many. Well, how about you know, this, Bo? There's there's not a team that's going to play the Miami Dolphins. And go, you know what? We're chipping that guy yeah, you know. all the time. Yeah. We're going to you know make sure we don't have expose the tight end yeah. on a pass rusher. Yep. Yeah. Those are the types of things you have to earn. I think if if you're yeah. the Miami Dolphins defense right yeah. now, no, no doubt about it. And so therein lies the multiple looks, the changes, the the the. I don't know what you I don't know what they call it, but it's kind of like a chaos. You you got. One or two guys with their hand down, and then you got a bunch of guys kind of wandering around in a gap, out of a gap. You know, don't know who's coming, don't know who's dropping into coverage. And where, where, where I think, I think the feeling is, at least it looks like with this team, is that they may have to, they may have to create pass rush scheme wise with doing different things, putting people in different places. Come, you know, to me, and, and, and maybe they, maybe they go more to the three man line. Which gives you multiple blitzers to come from the linebacking situation, as well as your safeties, and every now and then a corner. Yeah, that may be the that may be the bread and butter for this team this year, well, as to how unless you get a, a, a Charles Harris or you get one of these guys that steps up and, and and shows you that they can be a pass rusher that does have to be that guy that hey we keep look look for well, ninety. You know what? Where's That's 90, two games in a row. Yeah, you know he's got two sacks. He's right. got a tackle for loss. He's you know forced to fumble. Yep. Let's pay a little bit more attention. Those are the things you earn. Yeah, you know Cam Wake. How many years ago that no one knew coming from the CFL? Um, you know, earn that over time yep. and to the point where even if you did that, he was going to get to the quarterback. So I, I think the Dolphins are in that situation right now, and it's going to be situational. Yep. It's going to be different guys. You'll see, I think, against the Atlanta Falcons and against Tampa Bay, the first two preseason games, guys running in and out. There are going to be yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of different bodies in different positions on defense to figure out well, what exactly, you know, how do we get there and, and who's best at doing what. Yeah, I, I tell you, i got to tell you, from, from the time that we've been out there and watching, you watch the defensive personnel. It's hard to figure out who's, who's gonna, in the game. You, out, you know what's, You got to figure out who's in the game at that moment, but it's hard to figure out who's going to who. Who's your starting eleven out there? Because because they're changing so it's infl- much. It doesn't matter. And, and they're 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 looking for you know. And, and someone asked me about it. Someone asked me about it on, uh, on a show I did this weekend, and I said, well, look, I think what they're doing to me, what they're doing is, first of all, they're looking at a lot of guys to see what they do best. Van Ginkle's a good a good example. Yes. Well, well here's a guy that. He's that prototypical outside linebacker, thin, you know, fast, uh, kind of wiry guy, uh, but he, but he's, you know, but he can rush the passer, you know. So well, let's see what he does best. Yeah, you know what? They may they may stick him. They may and what side? Where, may, where is he good? They, Left they side, may, they, right they, side? They, they you may know, slide him into that one that 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 you know that micro that that micro will position mm-hmm. or micro Ted position as we used to call him the inside and make him an inside guy that that can you know so. They're going through all these things. And so I was asked about it, and I said, well, look, what I can make of it is they're trying to find what is that specific thing that each guy does really well. You know what you're saying, too, Kim, is pretty funny. I bet if you asked 
17 guys on the defensive side are there a starter they go yeah yes yeah exactly <laughs> you're right because right. you don't know no you're everybody's right, going yeah know. I'm, I'm a well, starter you're, you're you know I you, play. you got Raekwon in there you know he's in there every now and then Sam Equivon is yeah, Equivon he, right Equivon he's kind of like I think he's found himself a spot in there on, on certainly the, in the coverage standpoint in there and so he he could be a leader in the clubhouse in terms of those guys that are going to be around. No doubt about it. And and you know you got Jerome Baker's getting he's getting a lot of play in there. Uh, you know Kiko's kind of been out a little bit. Raekwon's been out a little bit. And so I think they're starting to look and 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 I think this is going to be much like much like you saw up in what you see when you see New England, a team that changes a lot of personnel on both sides of the football. They were talking about. We were talking to a guy about Jerome, uh, about uh, Kalen Balage and uh, and, and, and Drake. Kenyon Day and Kenyon Drake, and he's going, "Well, who's I go? You know, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter because I think what you're going to see is I think they're going to do. It's going to be a two back, two back. How deal. many times you watch New England play defense over the last five, say five years, maybe yeah. four or five years, and look at a number and go, I don't even know Who that guy's that name. Guy? Yeah. You know yeah. who's sixty-seven that plays defensive right. tackle? Yeah, you know he looks like an, a guard. Yeah. Or who who's the who's that linebacker? Yeah. I don't even know his name. Yeah, and he's making plays and no, he's in I, there probably playing twenty snaps. I, I remember going up. We we're up in New England and there's a game and, I, and 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 I'm down the sidelines. I'm looking and they come down to me. I go, you know what? I'm looking at this defensive line for New England. I don't recognize. I don't know any. I don't, of, re- I don't know who. I don't any know where they are. went to college. Yeah, I don't know. I have how no old idea. They are. I don't know what their yeah. number. I don't know who they are. We should. This this should be the day. We're going to beat the, the Patriots on the, the road. Patriots up there. And next thing you know, they got the shit kicked out of them. And I'm going, who were those guys? Who yeah. were those masked men? Now you know, I know one, them. It was one of those now things. I know these exactly. guys. Exactly. But, and I think that, look, and I, and I have nothing wrong with it. I have nothing. You know, it's tough. You know, there, there's two things about that. You you got some players. Some players are going to handle it one way or another way. Some guys are going to get down on themselves a bit. Oh, geez, you know, I was a starter last year. Now I'm I'm kind of in and out. I don't know what's going on. Or you have the guy who says, you know what, they, I don't care whatever it is. Whenever I get in there, I'm going to do the best I can do. I can, and I'm going to force them to play me more. Yeah. You know, those, there's only really the only two ways you can go about it if you do that. But, hey, we got uh, Walt Aiken uh, is just joining us now. So let's go ahead and sit down and talk to him. We'll get back to all this on the defensive Sounds side great. of the ball after Walt. Hi, right, here with uh, Walt Akins and uh, Walt. You you seem like you look around the uh, the landscape out in the practice field and you go, man, where, man, where are the old guys at? And somehow, some way, you've become one of those old guys. It seems like in this roster. Crazy. Uh, yeah, I am an old guy now. <laughs> yeah. I'm a I'm a vet. So um, I mean, just learning from these new coaches, a whole yeah. new system. Um, just trying to get in where I fit in. Yeah. How how. How tough is that? You know, you you've been through a number of systems here. You've had a number of different coordinators, and and, and so it's, so here's another group coming in, uh, and, and certainly from the looks of it, stand there watching a lot of different things they're doing in there, a lot of different grouping personnels. So as they go through this, people are asking me, well, how come they're t- or, or, they trying to get a look at everybody and what they can do, and then how can, how they can adapt that to the defense, or they just want to see how everyone's playing and what their skill set is right now. Um, a little bit of both, you know. Um the more you can do, the the better assets you are to yeah. the team. So um, right now, everybody's competing in, in all positions, um, just trying to see where the best fit is for everybody. Are you getting that safety group there, and there's a lot of guys, and a lot of guys, it seems like everyone's kind of on a, you're kind of on a merry-go-round. One guy goes up to the line of scrimmage, next guy comes back, next guy up the next. So everybody's getting a look at just about every place in that secondary, whether it's in a, a base package, which quite frankly, you guys are rarely in that anymore anyway, and, and all the variables of the nickel-dime packages 
that are out there. So it seems like everyone's getting a shot to do a lot of different things out there. Yeah, um, I mean, we just try to be versatile and um, play fast, uh, get ball, have ball players on the, yeah. on the field. So that's all we're doing. Well, what do you expect from yourself? You know, this I know from my standpoint, it seemed like every offseason I'd try to find something that I want to get better at. I want to refine this move or I want to do this or I want to be better at it, you know, with my hands or whatever. Do you kind of have something in the back of your mind every year that I need to get better at this or this is something I really want to improve at that's going to help my lot in life? Um, I mean, I like to, to stick to the basics. You know, you got to come in every year like it's a, a fresh start yeah. and, and learn from the ground up. So I'm, I'm coming in and just trying to improve on everything a step at a time, just be the best me I can be. And um, I mean, I'm a ball player, so yeah. I'm going to go out there and do what I need to do. Big wholesale change in this coaching staff. Um what is it you need to get used to with this group of people? And, and we look, we've been we're week and a half into this thing right now, and 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 you know, it accelerates when you're in that in this building. So you've gotten acclimated to everything. But how was that transition of getting accl- transition of getting acclimated to those guys and exactly what they expect of you? Not not only in the meeting rooms, but out in the field and, and where to line up and how you get from one drill to another. All those things. Um, it's definitely a learning curve, uh, but as a vet, uh, we, we try to shorten that down as much as possible, and, you know, the rookies and young guys will follow suit. And, um, I mean, we learn how Coach Flo wants to run practice very early, yeah. um, day one, uh, running from drill to drill. So, um, I mean, it's, it's about expectations mm-hmm. now. Uh, that's what's expected from you. And we'll go out there and try to try to play as hard as we can every you know, day. He, he's talked a lot about being, you know, the best conditioned or one of the best conditioned football teams in the National Football League. And you can see it from day one. I mean, just from the way you went around stretching, there was a meaning to that. There wasn't just that normal kind of bend over. And, yeah. I mean, there was a meaning to that. And then you broke that, go right to drills, and you're going – Speed drills, speed drills over bags and all those different types of things. And so part of that conditioning is not just kind of running after practice. It's in practice, conditioning yourself as you're going from drill to drill or at the pace that you're going through whatever drill you're getting to. Definitely. Uh, conditioning is, is his one of his main focuses. And um, you see it uh, in practice. I don't care if we, we're trying to get water. You're running from the, the field to the sideline yeah. to get water. Um, I mean, I love it. Uh, I feel like I'm in, in great shape. We got a lot of players in great shape. Uh, I feel like it can only make our team a lot better and, and get us through the long hauls late in the season. You know, I've had a chance to, to talk to the coach a handful of times since he's been here. And, you know, every, everybody that gets that level of coaching has, has, has a passion for what they do. He, he seems to take it to a different level. He seems to have a, a passion for all the minute details, every little thing that he does. And, and, he's, all, and he's also got a way of, of – Getting the message across in a in a in a serious manner to you guys, but still having a bit of him that that can come over, put his arm around your shoulder. Hey, you need to do this, or you need to work on this. Seems to have a good balance between pushing you guys to the edge, but also kind of giving you some time to breathe when when he feels like you need to. Yep, uh, I mean you can tell he loves the game because uh, he's very passionate about what he does, and uh, I mean he, he tries to get everybody fired up in practice. If, if, if is talking junk to yeah. you, you know, just to get you motivated to go out there and ball out. And, um, I mean, we just embrace it as players and, and just try to put good stuff on film. How do you categorize in your mind the fact that, you know, you guys are out there working, uh, you're looking at guys and guys can play and you got some athletes out there that are, that are good athletes, yet 
the 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 noise around everywhere around other than in this building uh, is pretty negative about what's expected of you. How do you guys put that out of your mind? And when you look at it, do you when you walk out of the field, you've been around for a long time now. You've seen what what teams look like. Can you look at this team and say, hey, you know what? We're going to surprise a lot of people out there. This this team's not as bad as some people out there are, are you know are, are writing about us, saying about us, and talking about us on the television. Uh, I can't really pay attention to the to what's going on outside the building. We can only control us. Um, we got ball players, and yeah. the coaches are going to put us in the best position to to go out there and do what we need to do. So um, everything else is minute. Not really worried about that. We just got to go out there and perform. You know the. This TNT takes no talent thing, you know. Everyone puts signs up, and everyone does this, and you've seen everything, all these things, and 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 they kind of go by the wayside. But but I think the message that he's delivering with this is 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 is, an, is a message when you look back at this team over really the last decade and a half, you know, those things have been some of the things that have gotten them to where they've been in the middle of the in the middle of the pack there, the the, the overabundance of penalties uh, every week. Um, Missed assignments, um, you know, just not being where you're supposed to be. Small details. If you got an outside technique or an inside technique, take the inside technique or take the outside technique. Don't line head up on a guy. I mean, those types of things. And, and that seems to be what he's harping on. Is it is it coming through to everybody? Is everybody buying into that and believing that that's what's going to give you opportunity to maybe overcome some of the deficiencies that people are talking about in this football team. Definitely. That uh, that TNT wall is no joke. Yeah. Late in practice, you're tired, yeah. then somebody mess up, we, we get a mistake, too many people on the field, you got to go run and touch the yeah. wall and come back. So, um, it's I mean, I, he likes to harp on the little things, like you said, so eliminating the little mistakes and – I mean, that'll carry over into the game. So that's what we're trying to get used to now, get used to everybody being on the same page and working together, communicating a lot more, because that's really what it's about. Yeah. yeah, I kind of grew up in a system where that was it. You know, don't beat yourself. And, and you know, and, and even though maybe you're not the most talented team out there, if you pay attention to the small details, if you're if instead of getting penalized 110 yards a game, maybe you get penalized 20 yards a game. You know, especially in today's day and age where most games come down to the the last drive anyway, whether you're going to win or lose, whether it's a field goal or a stop or whatever it is, comes down to that last drive. And you can see that you take 60 yards off of those those penalty numbers and, and you know, you turn a lot of games from losses into – into wins, especially when they're when they're that tight every week. Exactly, it can put you in great position, off, both offensively and defensively. So, we're, I mean, we're trying to eliminate all that just to put ourselves in the best position to win. So, so how's my man Bobby McCain doing there? Is he is he keeping you guys light a little bit? Are he, oh, yeah. he dancing or whatever. He's always got something. You know, he got something to say. And always got something to do out there, it seems like. You know little Bobby, man. You're going to hear his <laughs> mouth out of the crowd all the time, man. Uh, doing what he need to do. Um, always in good positions, always yeah. in the right place. Um, I mean, he's, he's become more of a, a vocal leader. Yeah. And, and I mean, Bobby's just doing Bobby. Yeah. You know, Rashad, you got him back, uh, you know, kind of, you know, did made his point during the offseason. He's back out here playing. Uh, you know, TJ's back. And you, you guys are all back together as a group in there. And the safeties make a back for another year. And, boy, you got to look around that room and say, man, we got a lot of really good players sitting in this room that can do a lot of different things in that secondary. Yep, and uh, and Mo Smith as well. Uh, we, we got a lot of ball players, but we're working with each other. Uh, I mean, in this system, we, we have to communicate. Yeah. So we talk to each other all the time. Hey, if somebody sees something different, hey, what did you see here? Why yeah. did you do this? And uh, we're just all trying to get on the same page and, and understand the, the concept of the yeah. defense. So it's it's a vastly really... dis- different concept than you're used to. Yeah. 
I mean, you're, you know, you're kind of morphing into a lot of different things. Sometimes you're in a three-man front. Sometimes you're in a four-man front. Saw a couple times in practice we had one guy in it with his hand in the dirt and mm-hmm. everyone else kind of up there, you know, you know, trying to let people figure out where they're coming from. So, so they're seeing a lot of different things up front as well as in the backside. Is it taking you guys a while to really grasp that concept and understand – you know, because because the way the way I would assume it's going to be, things are going to change game way. You may stand, line up, and be in a four man front. Next thing you know, guys are standing up, moving around. All of a sudden, you got two guys with their hand in their dirt, and everyone else, where are they going? Morphing between the between the time they break the huddle and the time the ball snapped. Uh, it seems like that's going to be the the mo of this team going in. I mean, uh, we we've been running this system since OTAs and. Uh, like I said, we're just working together, trying to trying to put all the right pieces out there, uh, seeing what people can do, and uh, just finding the best fit. Well, to, to you happy to be back working again? Happy back in the football you field? You know it, man. You know it. Scrimmage coming up here this uh, this uh, this next this weekend. Um, what what are you expecting to get out of that? Um, a really physical game. Um, we're gonna simulate a lot of things like game situation. Um, and we're going to see what, what people can do. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be high tempo, a lot of energy, and, I mean, it's, it's going to be game-like. Yeah, we're looking forward to another step. You know, it's, it's funny. You think a big thing coming, you got a big scrimmage, so you kind of get yourself geared up for that. And and then uh, as soon as that's over, you go, oh, God, that was nothing. we got a game coming up. we got to get ready for yeah. And then it's, ah, oh, those were preseason games. Then the real season. So before you know it, you're going to blink an eye, and, uh, and opening day is going to be here because as long as it is for training camp, it uh, opening day always comes pretty quickly on you. Yep, um, but we're excited about yep. it, uh, ready to get get going. Everybody's fired yep. up. Um, I mean, when we got in pass, you saw the energy yep. out there. And we're, what, day four in pass yep. now, and we still got that energy. So we're just trying to go out there and, and have fun. Get it done. Playing, yep, playing the game All we right, love. Walt, great, to, great to have you here. Appreciate great you. Great to have you out in the field. Stay healthy out there, and uh, let's do some big things this year. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Yeah, it's funny, funny talking to Walt. You know, here's a guy that, uh, boy, he's, he, you, you talk about a guy that just took the opportunity and, and busted his ass uh, to, to become, like, like I was talking about, hey, he's one of the old guys on the football yeah. team right now. And, going into his sixth season. You know, and, and, and for going into his sixth season and for five years, I'm, every guy I come into camp, I go, geez, I wonder if Walt's going to make the team this year. <laughs> Right? No, you're right. You go, what's I wonder, well, Walt's playing safety. Well, yeah. Now he's playing a little nickel corner. Now he's outside and now he's playing free. Yeah. And, now, and now he's running, he's a gunner. Yeah. You know, and now he's on this, you know, other special team. And the good thing about Walt is the way I feel, is you know, you know the effort he's going to bring yeah. every day at practice, every, every football game, whether it's preseason, regular season, postseason. But you hear him before you see him. Yeah. All the time. And that, and you need guys that yeah. bring that juice. You need guys that bring that energy, whether he plays offense, defense, or solely on special yep. teams. That's a guy that you look to to pick you, pick somebody up after he's made a mistake, pat somebody on the back, yeah. get excited for somebody when he scores a touchdown or gets a pick. You need guys like yeah. that. And and I think he brings a lot more than his ability to this team. And those, you know, those guys are unique. You know, and, and John, we, we've all played with those guys. You played with his guys. I played with Jim Jensen. You know, Jim came in as a quarterback, right? And and he knew he wasn't going to make the team as a quarterback, so he asked the coach if he can run down on kickoffs. And he'd come out with a pair of pads with with, with, a, neck with a neck roll on and yeah. throw them on. And yeah. I remember the first time he was running down, I was I think I was standing next to Stroke or something. He goes, "What the hell? What's 
What's Jensen doing doing after the kickoff coverage? (laughs) But look, not only did he not only make the team as a special teams guy, but he came he became as valuable of a player on that offense as as anybody that was there for a number of years. Well, you know, catching the football, catching the the football, doing whatever you needed, whatever you needed to do. And what you knew, which the thing you knew about him was, whatever you asked him to do, you knew he was going to do it well. He knew what he was going to do, and he was going to give you maximum effort. And and Walt's the same guy. And you've have been on teams with yes. guys like that. Those Absolutely. guys that you know, and it's tough on these guys. You take a guy like Walt. That where, where did he play college football at? He went to Liberty, didn't he? Uh, yeah, Liberty. Yeah. So he's a star. He's a star in college, right? Come in here and now, and, and maybe never even played special team. I don't know if he played special teams at Liberty or not. Man, they may only have 30 I'm guessing, guys. I'm guessing Walt, Walt might have coached the special <laughs> they, they teams, too. They may only too. have 30 guys on the <laughs> roster there. You never know. But, but, but anyway, you know, a guy that comes in and, and kind of has to check his ego at the door and says now, because, look, you know, I remember when I first came in, you know, I, I, you know, I never played. And they go, they put me on a special team. I go, what? That special team, you know, it, and it's a little bit of a shot. You this know, this was the time I got to take a knee, <laughs> I <know>. catch <laughs> my breath, go get some water. Bit. But, but you know, but to be able to step back from that and say, hey, look, you know what? I don't care what it is. I don't care if I'm running down on kicks. I don't care if I'm a gunner. I don't care if I'm back, you know, trying to block on a punt return. Yeah. I'm gonna give you the best. And 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 and, and guys, and look, guys on football teams respect those guys. They sure as, do, as well as anybody. I don't care if, if I don't care if you got a Hall of Fame quarterback, you got a guy that plays like Walt. And, Valuable and, and, piece. And every team has one. Yeah. Don't don't get me wrong. Yeah. Every team has one. And or every two of team these guys. tries to hang on to those exactly, guys as long know as they can. Though. Look at John Denny yeah, in terms exactly. of what his craft is and exactly. what he's done. Yeah. I mean, and you, you would think, wow, pretty soon he's going to price himself out out of his yeah. position. But you can't find guys yeah. that do what he does for that yeah. length of time. And he, you hope- he, he may be collecting Social Security <laughs> and, getting a, and getting a new contract right. by the time he gets done with this thing. But anyway, flip, flipping back to the defensive side and, and kind of you know pigeon tailing off of uh, off of Walt here, that 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 safety position to me is. Well, you got a lot of guys in there that, like I was telling you, know, you can kind of go in a merry-go-round. One guy's in the corner, one guy, one guy's out in the, you know, and they go rotate, one, one, and you just move, move a position guy moves over, up to the front yeah. of the line, and we just kind of go in a circle. Okay, you were at the line of scrimmage. Now, now you go to the, you, you're you, the you deep to, safety. You're the deep safety. Then you're going to go to the strong safety, and, and, then, then, and then, then you go to a nickel package, and then you're going to be back at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And everyone kind of goes is going through that rotation, but again, it kind of falls back into line what we were talking Van about Ginkle. earlier is. What you can do, the more things you can do, and look, they may keep doing that and say, "Well, you know what? We thought that this guy, and I'm not I'm just throwing out a name. I'm not putting any. We, you know, we thought McDonald would be. We thought TJ be a better blitzer than this. Mm-hmm. And he's not. Or hey, we didn't realize that TJ was that this good, good of a blitzer. Yeah. So let's let's try to get him in more of these situations. And and all that to me has to do with part of that. Why why are they switching guys in and out? And to me. Uh, that that I think is part. They they want to find out how they play everywhere, but also they want to find out what's that special thing that they do that we can that right. we can take advantage of. And I think that's that really triggered the change in terms of moving Bobby McCain yep. to the deep sa- the deep safety spot, the free safety spot. Because when you take a look at the the way the defense is played just during training camp, I think Josh, I, I think Coach Bauer. Yep. Or, is really comfortable or Boyer is yeah. is very comfortable with the speed that Bobby has yeah. the makeup speed the angles that he takes and how can he get him so many reps that when the preseason comes and then more importantly when the regular season comes 
he doesn't feel like, wow, this feels a lot bigger yeah. on game day than when it was in Davie or where it was yeah. on the road, you know, uh, in my last preseason game or, or wherever, yeah. you know, may be. Because that's the fear of moving a guy like that that's always been a, a twitch guy at yeah. the line of scrimmage, press coverage, nickel corner. Then he moves outside, he can play corner. Now he's he looks like one of those, you know, cows and you're running yeah. by on 75. That you only see a few of them. There's all yeah. nothing but green grass. He's he's a guy that's that's not a big guy, but he plays bigger than his his body uh, yep. measurables are. But he's fast. He's very quick, and once he makes a decision, he's going to get there yep. with authority. So I think they're trying to get Bobby comfortable in space because when the regular season comes, I think all those other changes yep. that you make that might be the most important one covering yep. for those guys as the last and, guy. And defense. you look at Bobby. Bobby, here's a guy Bob that came out and, and he came in as a safety. Playing that slot, that that slotting in the you know the inside in the in the nickel packages, and then they kicked him outside. And I think that time outside has given Bobby a lot of confidence in coverage skills. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think he always felt good about his cover. But but being inside there, you got a little help. You got well, that's this like NASCAR inside. Yeah. You know, yeah. His body's coming around, and but now you put him outside. Now you got to play that one on one. Now right. you've got to stand up against a guy and say, "I'm better than you. Let's go at it." And and and, and those skills, although although at that at that deep safety. He's got to run. He's got more area. He still, he still needs those, still those coverage skills that skills that he he honed while playing out of corner are going to do him well back in the in the back end of that defense. Well, it's instincts. It's being able to trust your eyes, and you better take really good angles. Yeah. And I think that's the reps that Bobby's getting right now through six, seven days of training camp. Yeah. I think there's been a lot of a lot of long ball. There's been a lot of different things where he's coming off that that spot in the middle of the field or one hash or the other, and getting to the sideline to cl- to help the corner, you yeah. know, to help the corner close down the middle, being deep as the deepest. All those little things that you take for granted when maybe say you're Minka and you played one position or a couple positions. Positions, but they've been relatively the same. Yep. But when you go from nickel corner to corner to, to free safety, that's a big difference. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. But uh, I like all those guys back there. I like the way they're going about their business. Corners have been doing a lot of good things out there. And and you know what? The, the guys we don't talk about are the, the the big tackles up front. Christian Wilkins. We haven't even we haven't even talked about him. And they've been in pads now. I think they've been in pads maybe four times now. Four, five, yeah, five. Uh, you know, I think so. Five four, times, four yeah, at and, least. And I think they're gonna, you know, they continue. They, they're, they're, you know, their conditioning has been. They've been pressing the conditioning on these guys, and and they're they're definitely in good shape. But uh, and it's hard to judge the interior guys really until they're going at it. But they've been had a number of times where they've gone. You know, I think, I think one guy, speed. Vincent Taylor, has done a pretty yeah. darn good job. Notice well, him, Vincent. Last year, I mean, he made a big step forward. Yeah. You know, Gotcha. When Gotcha came in his first year, he's the guy that really flashed. Right. And look, he's you know, and I still think he's a very yeah, good player. Absolutely. But I think last year you looked at Gotcha and you go, oh, I think this guy Vincent Vincent Taylor may be, you know, maybe maybe playing a little bit level, a little better level than he's playing at. So and we're it's funny because I was talking, I was sitting next to Armando Salguero and he was talking about you know the uh, the defensive tackles. I go, Armando, I'm not so, uh, you know, when you go out and get Vincent, you go out and get um, uh, Christian Wilkins, and you've got. Taylor, Gotcha, Keem Spence. I'm not so concerned with that defensive tackle position it's the guy as next maybe to him. some other people were. And wise, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a little worried out there. Yeah. But those 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 tackle that tackle rotation, I don't know. Maybe they have four I'm wrong, bodies that I are feel, athletic and strong. Pretty, yeah, they're all they're all strong. They're all quick. They can all penetrate. They can move laterally. 
And, and you get Wilkins, a guy that they can, he can kick use outside. Off, they can do everything. Yeah. Kick him outside as an end. Make him a three in the uh, an a end three a, four a three four. Yeah. You can put him in the. You can put him as a nose tackle. You can play him as a tackle. And 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 they're talking about fl- flipping him over and playing a little offense. Give him an opportunity to. To, to go out and... Well, I think on offense he's been practicing his blocking because I yes, haven't seen him yes. get fed the fed the rock yet. Well, well I think we'll, you know, we'll, Maybe. we'll look. Hey, all I know is when I saw him get drafted, they sh- I saw about three or four highlights. Of he was in football. the end. I know. I said, you know, I, I, I would take advantage of that too. But and, and the other, you know what the other thing I was watching? I've been watching the fullback. I've been watching him, him get involved. Cox, yeah, he's in Chandler's a good he's player. He's getting his opportunities in there. And You know what? That wears on a defense. Yeah. I've been, that's the thing I've been watching. I've been watching the collisions in terms of, you know, linebacker, yeah. fullback. Yeah. Safety, here comes yeah. the fullback, and it's yeah. it wears on a defense. Well, look, I, I remember you know coming in playing an, an out stand up outside defensive end, and back then everyone's running traps, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like the stretch stretch so, offenses now. This one, guys you know, coming down the tight line, tight end blocks down. <laughs> here comes the offside guard. Here comes the fullback, and you got to stick your head in between all those guys and take it. And and you know what? You're right. You know you, you see that the first two times in a game. Yeah, I'm sticking my head in there. You know, you get to the fourth quarter and go, oh, damn it. I'm going to just take one of these (laughs) out. They're they're coming again. You know, and you keep, you see these both guys, you go, you know, maybe I just take it upfield this time and give them that one shoulder. Where are you, AJ? And and you do it, the guy cuts inside and you look like an asshole. So, but uh, yeah, that's, but, but again, that's, you know that's bringing that old school game a little bit back, and and look, there there are not many not many fullbacks in this league no. anymore, and I believe New England was one of those teams that kept a fullback and and utilized them and used them to their their value. So I, I like the idea, and he's you know every time I've seen him line up in there, you know, he's he's look he's a fullback. They're, they're those guys are all the same guy. They're all cut out of the same cloth. You know you go geez you know he doesn't mind sticking. He's, no no. He, they, that's, they, his job. that's his job. He, stick, he your head in stick your head on in those there opportunities and knock the crap out of somebody. That's your job. It's been it's been quite refreshing. You know, I I got used to not seeing a fullback yeah. on this on this team, especially you know you go and you're trying to throw the football. It's, it's a passing league now. You're doing all these things. But it's almost like going back and having to attack like a wishbone or a, a different style of offense because the defense did, even in practice. Those guys know he's he's in the game. Yeah. Somebody's going to have a headache. Yeah. You know, somebody, it's not, he's not in there to, to get no, the football. No, he's not going to pussyfoot with anybody. You know, he's coming you know, at you. You know, what, if, he, if, he keeps, if he keeps doing that, Maybe every three or four games they'll toss him, they'll throw him a ball. Right, because he's going to be wide open. Yeah, just, <laughs> and just to keep him happy. That's a little, right. You know, because he uh, can catch it. He pretty, yeah. he did that at Auburn. Hey, uh, John. Before before we wrap up, uh, you know, it was, it was a it's a tough week for 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 the Dolphin organization. It was a tough week for um, every teammate. Uh, it was a tough weekend for every fan, every Dolphin fan. And you know, and, and I think I think it was a I think it, it, it kind of struck a nerve. In the National Football League, uh, you know, we lost uh, one of the great Miami Dolphins, Nick Bonacani, uh, who's been suffering with uh, dementia and Alzheimer's. And, um, you know, I had the opportunity to meet Nick when I first came here with the Dolphins in 1976. Um, I was drafted as a linebacker. We had a, a rash of injuries at the line, and Nick had retired the year before. And we had a rash of injuries at the linebacker position. Coach Shula called Nick back and asked him to come back and play one more year, and, and he did. And so I had the chance. I didn't play with Nick on the field, but I had the chance to be in meeting rooms with him. And and the first thing that stuck out to me was was the, maybe the smartest football player I've ever been around. 
uh, look, this guy was a you know an attorney. Right. He was an assistant DA. Uh, he, you know, every time you get in the plane, the one thing I know, you get in the plane and. You know, we'd be sitting there with, I think with the games, we had those little basketball games that yeah. had like one little bleep in it you yeah. could move around. We'd be doing that. He'd, he'd have his law books out and, and studying law and stuff like that. Um, and I remember when I came in in 1976, Bill Arnsbarger, the longtime defensive coordinator and the architect of that no-name defense, um, had gone to the New York Giants. And so we brought, had a guy named Don Dahl they brought in as a defensive coordinator. And I sat in those meeting rooms at night and, and Nick – Nick just schooled this guy on and not not being you know not being guy put up a defense and that's not going to work because so and so does this and so and so does that and then do this and, and Nick knew the defense better than 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 the defensive coordinator mm-hmm. and, I, and I'd never been around you know I'd never been in a meeting Exposed room to I'd never been like in a meeting that. room where where I was playing with a player that was smarter than the coach right. at at what we were doing there and, and Nick was that guy but and he and he didn't he didn't flex his muscles he just you know he suggested he did this and that. But on the football field, I mean, you know, I've talked to enough guys really over the last couple of days and, and, and reading and, and, and some guys. And I think, you know, I think I think Larry Zonka probably said it best. You know, uh, Nick was part of the undefeated team, part of the perfect team. He says, and everyone, you know, everyone, everyone in that football, t- everyone that talks about that team talks about Greasy, Zonka, Warfield, Kick, and Mercury Morris. Right. And, you know, and, 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 and uh, Zonka was steps and said, you know, wait a minute, you know, that team, the strength of that team – was that defense? That no-name defense was the strength of the team, and the unquestioned leader of that defense was Nick Bonacani. So his credentials, you know, comes in from the you know the Boston Patriots, 14th round draft right. pick, it becomes an All-Pro there. Comes down here, multi-time All-Pro, uh, goes into the Hall of Fame, and that's probably <clears throat> one of the minor things that he did in, in, in his, his life. life. You know, he became a an attorney. Uh, he became uh, uh, you know an attorney general. He became uh, uh, head of a Fortune 500 company, a yeah, president CEO of a right. Fortune 500 company. Spent 20 some odd years on inside the HBO, inside the NFL with HBO with, with Len Dawson, Dawson yeah. and those guys. And, and then when when his son Mark uh, has a catastrophic uh, spinal cord injury, you know he commits to him first thing. I'm going to do everything I can to get you back on your feet. So he starts the Miami Project with his, which has become. You know, for for anybody that's had a spinal cord injury or knows somebody that's had a spinal cord injury, their hope is Miami Project, right? They, they, because they've done so much work, they've gotten people back on their feet. They're doing it. They're not just saying it; they're doing it. And so, to me, that's the legacy of of Nick Bonacani. That what he did off the football field, which is hard to say, rivals eclipses, it, yeah. eclipses the fact that you were a All Pro, Hall of Fame football player uh in the national football league and, and and that's not your greatest accomplishment it tells you a little bit about <laughs> the what, man what, that he what, was the man that he was the family guy that he was and uh it, it's just a it's a it's a sad sad it's a sad sad time for the dolphins it's a sad it's sad to see a man that proud uh you know ha- have to live the latter days of his life the, the way that that disease is. And anybody that knows anybody that's had Alzheimer's and dementia, you know what I mean. It's a, it's a hor- horrendous disease and, uh, and, and something that a man like him certainly didn't deserve. Well, you know, I, I couldn't say anything any better than what you just did, Kim, but the, the couple things that stick out to me about 
Nick were, you know, the ultimate underdog. You know, he was the ultimate underdog when he started. Yeah. And the way he built not only his professional life on the field, but his professional life off the field and the things that he was able to accomplish being part of a team in both areas, yeah. on and off the field, were incredible. And, and all the all those teams need leaders. And he was a leader in both ways. Yeah. You know, he's a leader of the no-name defense as, as Zonk put you know one of the most important parts of that defense always making plays and then off the field he was a leader for his son and for a uh for millions of people yeah. around the world that that now come to south florida to to seek help you know there's all this conversation yesterday and i, I talked to uh I was texting back and forth with Steve Toll, who Steve came in and was kind of took that middle linebacker spot after Nick uh, retired, and uh, and and I did. <laughs> he brought something up. And he says, "You know, Nick. You know, Nick. Nick was Nick played at five ten, three hundred or two hundred five pounds, five ten two oh five, and I'm thinking I've heard those numbers before." And you know where I heard the numbers before? Those were Kyler Murray's numbers when he came That's when right. he was drafted this That's year. Right. Five ten. Everybody went crazy. Two oh five. That's right. And if he would have been five nine, he would have been a second round draft pick probably. That one. But when you think of it, Kyler Murray, who was probably was the his his only question about him was his size as a quarterback. Same size as Nick Bonacani, who played 14 years. At middle linebacker. At middle linebacker when you had Dick Butkus, Willie Lanier, all those big Ray Nitschke, all those big bruising linebackers. And then always in the picture of my mind is Nick standing there with, always had his legs crossed, always had his hand on his hip. And, and that, that look waiting for the play to come in right. or whatever. And then just go out and knock the shit out of somebody. <laughs> he was a blur. Snap. Yeah. Um, for him to accommodate. And just when you put that into the, the in, to me, I, I thought he can't be the same size as Kyler Murray. And I kept reading over and over and over and over again. 5'10", 205. 5'10", And that's exactly what uh, what Kyler Murray was. It's amazing that yeah. he was able to play the number of years and at, yeah. at the level that he played at yeah. uh, being undersized. But that was part of his uh, overachieving, yeah. you know, ability on the field. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. So we kind of end the show on that and just remembering uh, Nick Bonacani and certainly remembering Mark and his family yes. and, and everybody that uh, that he leaves behind and, and, and certainly the Dolphin family. Uh, you know, Nick was, you know, I've been to so many events for the Dolphins over the years, with the Dolphins over the years, and been to a lot of events with the 17-0 and guys. And every one of those guys, every time Nick showed up to one of them, he was like the main guy. He everybody wanted to go see Nick. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they have that much respect within a group that has so much respect around it from everybody in the National Football League. He was kind of the beacon in, in that group. So, uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna miss having him around, but we'll we'll never forget his legacy and, and everything he's done. Uh, for not only for people in South Florida through Miami Project, but everybody around the world that he's been able to touch. So we're going to kind of leave it at that. And uh, we'll be back next week for the, with the Audible. Uh, John, for John to Jimmy, I'm Kim Bocamper. Have a safe week, and uh, we'll talk to you then.